You're listening to StaggerCast, brought to you by Stagger Gear. All right, uh, welcome back to another episode of Stagger Shorts. A little different this week. It's uh, just me and a guest here on tonight. Greg's sitting this one out, but uh, sitting down tonight with Sean Lambert. He's a friend of mine. We met, what, was it three years ago, probably? Yep, probably. Through work, and then uh, we seem to talk deer hunting every time you stop in the office. So I figure it's a good opportunity to sit down with you, and, and you've had a good season this past year and the past few years. And uh, you kind of kind of recently moved towards big woods hunting and, and hunting the northeast compared to what you're doing more bow hunting stuff, taking some Midwest trips and stuff like that, but something yeah. drew you back to the northeast, right? Yeah, for sure. I was spending most of my time, uh, most any free time I could get, long periods, I would go west for sure. And uh yeah, it was three years ago. This was my third year hunting New Hampshire. Yeah, so it was three years ago. I hunted New Hampshire for the first time, and everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it you, felt, I don't want to say harder earned, but in a sense. Yep. You know? Yep. Because you were hunting, you were going, what, Midwest trips to, was it Ohio? Or Ohio, where was it? Missouri. Yep. Um, and that was, like, what I really looked forward to, mm-hmm. seeing a lot of deer, getting a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And... uh I hunted, so I had shot, I had killed a really nice eight-pointer um, for me on the opening day of Vermont's archery season three years ago. So I had no buck tag because that was the first year of the one buck. Mm-hmm. So I had to hunt somewhere. New Hampshire was next closest thing. Started hunting there and realized uh, how tough it was because yeah. I wasn't used to that. I never yeah. hunted anything like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing that big. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different from the, I mean, you probably cut your teeth in the northern Vermont, you know, spawn blocks of timber and stuff, yeah. and going from there to the, yep. the whites and stuff like that, that's a big change right there in itself. Yeah, checkerboard road pattern, Yeah, you know, Yeah. Uh, you don't go far without seeing somebody or a house, mm-hmm. can't go many places and not hear a car, yep. so it was a huge change. I'd never hunted a block of woods that big, um, or hunted a block of woods with that few deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, was it your first year in the whites too? You got you got a buck, right? Your first yep, year. Yep, I shot a buck on uh, Thanksgiving morning. Uh, it was a spike, and I had kind of made a commitment to myself that if I saw a legal buck, I would, I would take it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it was. Yeah. First buck I saw. Yeah. Uh, just because it was such a challenge to me, and I'd never shot a spike before, um, and that spike is probably sticks out to me as like one of my proudest moments in deer hunting, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense, as funny as that sounds, it's just like that deer, even above like some of the better deer I've shot and the deer out West, especially over the deer out West. But, um, that spike like always stands out to me, yep. that story, that spike. So, yeah. I mean, that's your first big woods deer right there. Yeah. That's, not, that's a trophy in and of itself. It lit the fire. Yeah. I guess we might overstep there, but do you want to do a little intro on yourself here? First thing, because I guess we overstepped sure. that and went dove right into it, but sure. do a little intro on yourself for people that, you know, don't know you and want to know you a little bit more. Sure. So my name's Sean Lambert. I'm from Northern Vermont. Um, I'm a pipe fitter in the union and that's how I met Adam. Yeah. Um, I've been deer hunting since I was probably 11. Killed my first deer with a bow and arrow when I was 13. And uh, that kind of got it going for me from there. And I had some guys around me, self-taught, 
so I had some guys around that I always idolized and, you know, that was like the biggest thing for me as a kid is just wanting to be a better deer hunter and, and, uh, to be like those guys one day. So I just kept after it mm-hmm. and, uh, definitely got a lot of things to learn, places to go, but oh, yeah. you know, that's it's the all a process. Yeah. You learn something every time you go out, no matter how old you are, how many for years sure. you've been doing it. But yeah, for I remember sure. when you and I first started talking way back in the day there, you were all, all bow hunting. Oh bow yeah. Hunting, that was a life yeah. you had to. I remember was that was that the first year you got a saddle too yep. or something? Yep. You were telling me about that. Yep. And you killed a nice buck out of it that yep. that year. That was that Vermont buck opening day. Yeah, yeah, yep. um, yeah. And I still love bow hunting. That's definitely like bow hunting deer is just I don't know. I can't find anything else that yeah. matches it to me. But um, and I bow hunt the big woods too sometimes mm-hmm. uh, if I have time and I can get over there. And no success with that yet, but. Um, Something about the big woods, I just can't stay away. Mystique of it, yeah. yeah. Just like and a lot of other people getting into it and stuff probably feel the same way. So that's why I figured yeah. it would be a good idea to talk to you about how you kind of went from that transition to the small block stuff to the big stuff. But sure. uh, what would you say is that like biggest learning curve you had to get across when you went from you know hunting the small stuff to the bigger woods? Learn to use a compass. Compass, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What else? Anything else you got? Um, huh. There was so much. It was so different. Um, I would say a lot of it was like preparing for a day's hunt because a lot of the places that you end up in, you're not going to turn around and go back to the truck and eat lunch and come back. So it was like, um, don't weigh yourself down, but also be able to spend a day in the woods and be prepared for really anything. Cause a lot of those days you end up, you know, far from the truck or the road it's, it's, uh, you know, it's dark and you're three miles from the truck. It's not like hunting behind the house, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So that was a whole new animal to learn. And I've carried a lot of really heavy backpacks around mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah. Um, found, you know, what works best and things like that. But, um, getting out of the comfort zone of like remembering where you are and starting to just trust like woodsmanship and, you know, that compass and things like that, being able to navigate, the woods, I guess, was one of the bigger learning curves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I would say that for sure. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you go from you know hunting with small blocks and stuff, and you're you're targeting bedding areas and feed and stuff, versus you're going out in the big woods with no you know experience trying to figure out how deer actually set up because it's way different. There's no no rhyme or reason. The bedding areas aren't nothing, nothing like it no. is in the small stuff, and and that's a lot to learn right there. But you I mean you've been putting your time in. Heavy. I mean, you go just about over over there every weekend, right? Yeah, I'm there a lot. Um, my girlfriend's family lives in central New Hampshire, so I spend a lot of time there anyway. Mm-hmm. But I spend a lot of time just driving there at 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, scouting for the day or running cameras or shed hunting mm-hmm. uh, and turning around and driving two hours home, two and a half hours home. Um, and I have been that way since I found the place, you know, since I got introduced to the big woods is – I just can't stay away from it, to be honest. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is that it's so new and so challenging to me mm-hmm. because it is so new and I haven't had a lot of experience with it that, uh, I just want to learn more about it and, and get better. Right. So I just keep doing all I can, putting in what I can to try to do that. Yep. Cause there's a lot of guys that say, um, you know, in the big woods, you get one opportunity a year. If you get one opportunity a year, it might be the only one. And I kind of thought it was 
bullshit at first and then mm-hmm. started hunting it and realized that yeah they're onto something yeah there's not you know? a lot of deer out there no <laughs> no, no. no. yeah huh yeah that's it that's interesting for sure i mean in your first couple of years there of, of scouting and shed hunting and stuff, you found some good sheds right off, didn't you? Well, I found one shed my first year. Which kind of leads to a chronicle of chasing that deer, yeah. right? You yeah. want to go through that whole story from the beginning to where you are at with it now? Because you're still chasing that deer, right? Yeah, I think he's I think he's alive. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Well, the first year I found a spike shed. That was it. Yep. Um, and it was, I'd gone into this spot a couple of different times and I was sure I was going to find a dandy rack laying there and Mm -hmm. uh, I never did, but I found a spike shed and that was my first shed I ever found. And it was sticking up out of some oak leaves that had been rototilled by some turkeys. And it was, I think it was the year before shed that had been all chewed up. Um, And it was just the pedicle sticking up. So that was the first one. And then the second one I found, so then I've got, so this buck that Adam's talking about, I've got a, what I believe to be, um, a 2021 right side drop and a 2022 left side drop. And I had never gotten a picture of this deer that I know of. Um, if I did, it was blurry. And so I was running all these cameras and not all these cameras. I had three in there and trying to find him, trying to just get a picture, just put a, put a face to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, finally got my first pictures of him this year i think he's just wintering there is what's happening mm-hmm. and uh i got a picture of him and he had one antler his left side is broke off clean mm-hmm. he's just got the you know probably an inch inch of main beam yep um and he was around for about two weeks and he disappeared again so i'm not sure where he went but um that was a big shed too that is a big shed what one was so you had the right side was the older one or was the left side the other one, did you just say? Uh, I think that – I can't remember how that goes. I think the right side – I might even set it backwards, to be honest with you. The right side is the older one. The left side is the mm-hmm. 2022. And you can, almost, you can see, like, the difference in the growth. I remember when you, you had them in the office there and you had them side by side, you could see the same exact shape but just put the mass – a little bit more mass on, yep. a little bit longer main yep. beam and tines and everything, which was pretty cool. Were they in the same area? Like, Um – Elevation wise, they were very close, about a mile apart. Yep. Yep. Same same type of habitat and stuff, though. Yep. Yep. Um, I actually found a smaller four point side with like literally six feet from last year's drop. Oh no, kidding. Yep. Right there. Yep. They were right together. Interesting. And I have always kind of wondered why that was. I don't know if they were sparring around and they both popped. Who knows? I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. they were right together i actually thought it was the match set oh i had fired up for a second yeah i mean i was still pumped because it yeah, was another yeah, shit yeah. but um yep so mm-hmm. that was there and i never found so like the rest of the, i found that shed late march i spent like the remainder of my shed hunting season if you want to call it that mm-hmm. looking for that other side and uh i just i never come across it and Probably to a fault. Like, I just kept going back and kept going, getting wider and whatnot, sometimes going over the same stuff. But uh, I just kept trying and kept trying and kept trying because I wanted to find that match set from last year so bad. And I never could. I never I never found it. And, like, probably would have had more sheds to show for elsewhere um, had I moved on. But I just 
wanted to find that Zoned side so that. bad. Yeah. yeah. I actually reached out to John Moulton because uh, he's always yeah. you know, scooping oh, yeah. him up. Master Shed Hunter right there, yeah. And uh, he said, you know, Sean, sometimes you just don't find the other side. Yeah. Like, All right. Coming from that guy, you got to <laughs> right. believe it right I guess there. you're right. Yeah, he's yeah. about the best there is, I think, in, in New Hampshire as far as shed hunting goes, or one of the best if he's, he's not got the best. It. Yeah. We went over for a podcast there, I think it was May last year, and his uh, – basement where he keeps all his sheds is just incredible like loaded just loaded with sheds it's 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 a it's a marvel to look at it's mm-hmm. crazy so he's a, he does a wicked job and yeah yeah that's the guy you a lot want of dedication to to. yeah a lot of dedication for yeah. sure definitely what would that shed score i mean you you scored that shed didn't you you had yep. like a rough estimate on yep. it one was uh 54 and one was 50 i think it was 54 and four eighths and the other one was 59 and an eighth yeah so you put that together and yeah. Put the spread in there. That's yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good mountain buck right yep. there all day long. Yep. Huh. Hopefully uh he wintered well and I'd love to get a shot at him one day. You've never had a like in uh you've never had like a uh what am I trying to say? What word am I looking for here? I, you've never seen him in person, have you? No interaction. No, no interaction. No, there you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> Can't get never in person. Um No. 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 No, maybe not even year. like where I thought maybe I was close to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's going. The other side of the mountain, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, that side's pretty tough to get into. I've tried to come in through there, and it's. I'm, I'm that that specific spot. I'm kind of working from one angle only, and. Um, I hate to say that I'm not giving up on that deer. I'd love to find his sheds. I'm, I plan on going back again this year and hoping they're in the same area. Um, but I've definitely broadened horizons and. I got really fixated on a couple of places like that first year, first into the second year. And, and, uh, just cause I'd spent so much time scouting in there and, and learning the woods and it's kind of daunting, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't know a lot about it. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of self-taught and, you know, I'm not going in there with anybody and you're in there alone and stuff. Sometimes those big pieces get kind of like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know, where do I go? Um, so I got kind of caught up and then in the summer I was just tried to hit a new mountain every other weekend or, you know, a new piece every other weekend. Um, even if they were like connected, just go further and see different places. And then when deer season came, I had options. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, there's 10 trucks in this log landing. I'm going to go to this other place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of moved away from hunting in some of those areas. So, I mean, there's potential maybe one day I run into him, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't have like my heart set on that deer either. Cause it's the big woods. Oh yeah. Yeah. You mean, you, you know, probably end up killing you. You may never ever see that no. deer in person. You right. might run into a bigger one that just happens to be, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I mean, every mountain out there has got, you know, yeah. one, two, three big yeah. bucks on out Absolutely. there. The way it seems like, you know, Absolutely. Hmm. yeah. You leave a camera on one for six months and come back and That'll prove true. It's true. Yeah. It is true. I mean, you got a you got a buck out there this year, right? Yep. 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 What was the story on that one? That was kind of a cool deer. Cause I that was a cool deer. Nice little rack. Yeah. Young deer, right? Yeah, but it was a young deer. Yeah, tell that story. Um, that was a cool one for me because it was like just a sigh of relief in a sense because it was a tough season on me. It was a hard season. I, uh, I actually just went in for an MRI on my left knee on Monday morning um, after playing the insurance game and going through all the hoops. Um pretty sure I have a torn meniscus. Oh, really? They finally figured that yep. out, huh? Yep. So, um, I was on a bow hunting trip late October and I'd been scouting a lot for three days and just putting the boots down and 
maybe stepped wrong or maybe it was already started and I, you know, exaggerated it. I'm not really sure what mm-hmm. did happen, but, um, yeah, my leg said, this is it. It's over. No more. Yep. You know, I'm done for a little while. So kind of was lucky in a sense that the weather was so horrible while I was there and it was 80 degrees. Cause, um, if that didn't ruin the trip, my knee would have. So I got through it with a knee brace and peg legging around and, um, it was pretty tough, but the hardest part about that while I was there was thinking about how, you know, rifle season in New Hampshire was right around the corner and need your legs for that. And I got a bum leg. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that beat on me pretty bad. Um, so I just played it safe and rested my leg as much as I could in the next couple weeks. And, uh, I've got a little tracking dog and He's not little, I guess. He's he's young. Yeah. But um, I didn't track with him at all because I was so worried about re-injuring that leg. And mm-hmm. it was it was feeling all right, but I knew something was wrong. You know, it was just masked for the time yeah. being. Yeah. Um, so I got back to New Hampshire. I got back to the Whites. And uh, I think it was... Yeah, my very – I had a camera that I wanted to go get in this area I hadn't seen since June. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are, November. It was the day before Thanksgiving. i say it was later in the month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I'd hunted at home. Um, I hate to leave home when I got a buck tag in my pocket. So I'd, yep. I had shot a nice eight-pointer on um, – I don't remember the date now. Two days before that. So it was three days before – four days before Thanksgiving, I guess. Yep. So I went over to the Whites and uh, started in. And I'd gained about a thousand feet in elevation in my, you know, I'd only been in the woods a few hours and, uh, just still hunting my way up to that camera and my leg, my leg went right back to what it was, mm-hmm. um, three weeks prior. So I, you know, I thought pretty well that that was my season. Cause those mountains can be a humbling place when you're, you know, alone and hurt. And, oh yeah. And, That's uh, not where you want to be if no, you're alone and hurt. No, not, not at all. So um, luckily it was downhill to get back to the truck and the next day was Thanksgiving. I knew I wasn't going to hunt all day anyway. Um, so I just took the whole day off and rested the leg. Um, I had a knee brace that I'd been wearing, so I pulled that back out and I was beating myself up. Yeah. I was, I was yeah, bummed, yeah. I you bet. know, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was whining a bit. Yeah. So, um, Thanksgiving morning came and I thought, well, I'll just go out for a quick hunt, just a short walk this morning. I don't have all day anyway. And alarm goes off at 4 a.m., kick the blankets off, stand up, and realize that that leg is going nowhere today. Old, old peg leg right That out. was it. Yep. It yeah. was not bringing me anywhere. Yeah. So I got back in bed and licked the wounds the rest of the day, and I woke up the next morning, and somehow, some way, my leg didn't feel terribly bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I threw that brace on, and hit the woods and uh i think that i'd had a better hunt that day being lame than i probably ever had in the big woods and i i contribute a lot of that to just slowing down mm-hmm. you know um i get so amped up to just move too fast you gotta see what's over the next hill so i had seen like four doe that day just working around a couple of old cuts and i was walking right up on them and uh none of them had a buck with them but um I was like, you know, well, I got to hunt at least. I'm I'm able to move. It's not so bad, you know, keep after it. 
So I was going to go back in there the next day. There's four does hanging around there. That was my plan. And uh, I'd seen a couple of good tracks in there that day. And when I got there that morning, there was four pickups in that landing. So I went like six miles up the road to a place I'd uh, scouted twice um, during the summer and got out of the truck, headed in, just, you know, poking as slow as as slow as my leg would, or as quick as my leg would let me to get up into the woods. And, um, once I got up in there, I got up around this old cut that I had scouted the top of. It's a pretty big cut. And it had rained the night before. So there was like an eighth of an inch of ice on everything. Oh, it froze right up. Yeah. It was just, you know, everything. Potato chip walking. Everything was clear and crusty, you know. Um, you take a step and 18 inches around your foot breaks. Mm. So I got up to that cut. And I could see where a deer had come out of it, you know, since it had froze that night. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you seen little punch holes? Yeah, yeah, I could see where the deer had just, you know, I couldn't tell what the track was. Yeah. It was just a deer. Yep. And it came, it, it left with the wind to its face. So I just, I guess, no, 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 I'm sorry. It left with the wind to its back. So I didn't want to try to... Uh, follow it and see yeah. where it was going because mm-hmm. i figured it'd just get busted anyway so in between uh that cut and another even older cut there was uh it's like a small ravine draw call it yep and it's full of green growth um started up through there and i remember thinking to myself like i don't know if i want to go up or up <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to do because yeah. i don't really know how far I'll get with this leg, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to be like up there. Um, if I can negotiate it or not, you yeah. know, and so still somewhat holding up at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was just, it was sore. Yeah. You know, not locked up like it was. No, before. it wasn't yeah. locked up like it was. And I had that knee brace on, so it wouldn't let me bend my leg. Really, oh, you know? gotcha. Yep. And that was helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and I thought to myself that, that looks an awful lot like a deer's ass right there. So you're standing in that. I'm standing in that draw right in the yep. bottom of it, and uh, I've got my peep gun with me, so I pull the binos off my chest, and I look up, and sure enough, it's a deer. And about the time that I, you know, confirm that it's a deer, it steps into these jack furs, and uh, I can just see its its legs underneath, like the Christmas trees, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I get right down on the ground, and I can see it walking through those trees, so I, I'm trying to sneak up to get a better vantage point on this deer before it realizes I'm there. And the only thing that saved me, it was a really windy day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love hunting the wind. It's oh, yeah. like high wind days are my favorite time to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of lose sight of it for a second. I poke up to this bigger tree. There's a blown over hemlock mm-hmm. and I get up to it and I trying to see where this deer went again. I look down and, uh, well, there's another deer there. There's there's eight legs, you know? Yeah. And I can't tell what what way they're facing. Mm-hmm. I can just see, see you know, legs. elbows down, call yeah. it. And uh, so I just sit down and think, well, maybe they'll move around into this cut and I can get a glimpse at them or maybe they'll go back the way they came from. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't go straight away. And I could hear a lot of noise. It was all that ice was crunching, you know? I could hear it when the wind would kind of start to slow down I'm trying to figure out what's going on, but I can't really see him. And, uh, 
they come out of that out of that green growth and they're locked heads and they're going round and round and I'm like no way no way yeah and one of them is pushing the other one up that bank up toward that other cut so he's going up the hill backwards and uh, decides he's had enough and he comes off and takes off running it's it's a spike and it's actually a spike that was a lot like that first one I killed there that was the first thing I thought to big myself spike. Is that it was a big tall spike mm-hmm. and uh the other one kind of stayed in that mess of trees. And I thought to myself, like, you, you got to get out of jail free card here, buddy. Huh? Yeah. You know, uh, and the other buck steps out and I could just tell that he's got a beam and he's gone, mm-hmm. you know, just as quick as I see him. And he was probably 80 yards and 80 yards of the peep. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. It's taking know. up that whole torso. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my beads is totally covering his whole chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a lot of shooting with that gun, so I'm pretty comfortable. You know, I've shot it sitting up, standing or sitting down, laying down, mm-hmm. you know, all the way out to a hundred yards all summer long. I shot that gun a lot and, uh, I was pretty comfortable with it. I thought, and then I watched it take up a deer's chest and it was like, uh, <laughs> Gave you some this second thoughts my, for a second. This is my one chance. Yeah. You know, what if what, what if I blow this one shot? So he ended up walking over the bank toward that spike. I lost him. Spike came back and bedded down in front of me um, like five minutes later. And I watched him for a while. I didn't want to get up because I didn't want to blow him out of there. Mm-hmm. And this other buck ended up coming back toward the top of this knoll and I almost shot him, like safety was off, and he turned around, he walked away again, and he was still probably 70 yards. So I was just trying to wait it out. You know, I I knew that he was in hot water and didn't know it, Um, and I knew that this was likely my only opportunity I'd get this year, you know, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I just said, whatever, I'll wait it out until I'm either too cold to sit any longer or – He'll come back, you know, yeah. whatever happens. Mm-hmm. And he ended up coming back, and he bedded probably about 30 yards to the right of that spike and just a little higher up the bank. And uh, I, once again, I was about to shoot, and he laid right back. Or he, right when I was about to shoot, he laid down, I guess is how that happened. Gotcha. So I waited him out for a while, and I tried grunting at him, tried bleeding at him. I was trying to get him to stand up without being spooked. Mm-hmm. And um, I still had never really gotten a full look at this deer of what he had, I could just, I knew he had a beam that, you know, came out around the ear on one side. So when he laid down, he laid down to where I could see like just his right shoulder and I could see the back of his ear kept moving. So I was watching him with the binoculars and every once in a while I'd see his head turn. I could see he had three points on the top on one side, but that was literally all I could see of this deer. I had no idea what he was. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, you know, I started getting pretty chilly and, uh, I said, well, it's now or never, and I shot, and the buck didn't move, didn't even mm-hmm. flinch. The spike gets up, and he takes off like he was just slapped in the ass. But the one you were shooting at didn't move? No, yep. and I thought I rolled him right over in his bed, and then all of a sudden his his back legs kind of stood up straight like he was stretching, so I jacked another shell in and shot again, and he came running by me. When he ran by me, I could see that he was leaking pretty good. Yep. Um, so I threw another one down there, and I think that one ended up missing him. Um, put a new magazine in the gun 
went down over the bank and I could see him bedded and he was still alive and I was trying to get around some brush, but it was so crunchy that he kept getting up and moving. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting down in the brook, walking down the edge of the brook, popping up, saw him, finished him off right there. Um, first bullet hit that shoulder and it was like, it was right above the lungs, just below the spine. And it came out right in front of his offside hip. This is the first shot that he didn't even get up out of the bed for. Didn't even get up. Really? It went right through the top of that shoulder blade. No kidding. Yep. It actually cut, the bullet went through the fat on the inner loins. Really? Yep. Interesting. Second shot, he was standing up. So he was, uh, kind of like had turned toward me. He was more straight toward me. Mm Mm-hmm. That bullet, if you look at the picture of that deer, you can see the jet trail of that bullet all the way down his whole side. Oh, It went right down. It starts at his shoulder, goes right down his whole rib cage, and goes into the back leg. Ended up uh, breaking his femur and and ruining that whole side of meat. But um, Ellen, the third shot that I hit him with when he was bedded, that was it. But, yeah, so that one was just like, got up to this deer, and it ended up being an eight-pointer, and... uh, I'm 99% sure it was a year and a half old buck, yeah. which was the strangest thing. Yeah, you don't you see know? that too often. No, I walked up to this thing, and I was like, where's the rest of him? Yeah. You know? And it was just, like, such a sigh of relief, you know? It was just like, thank you, buddy. Yeah, right? Thank God, you know? You so, probably never expected that in a million years, though. No. It just happened no, to walk up on no. two fighting, but that's the way it is. It, it yeah. happens when you least expect it. That's why you got to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Huh. What what did he end up weighing? What was it? Ninety seven pounds. Ninety seven pounds. Yep. He's yeah, he was you could just tell by the pictures he's a yep. super young deer with yep. just crazy genetics and yep. but yeah, you're shooting that all day, you know. That yeah, I mean right. I yeah. like I said too, at that point, I never really got a good glimpse of everything he had. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was a piece of his body or, you know, his neck and head and it was never which I would have shot him anyway. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to discredit that deer at I mean, all. He had a nice, shot him come anyway. right up, nice tall rack. Yeah, he had a nice rack. Yeah, yeah nice absolutely. Eight point rack. Um I've shot older deer with less antlers. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pumped, you know, just like the deer don't know and they don't care. Yeah. They don't know what your day's like. They don't, you know what I mean? People get bummed out and in their head about things and uh, they don't know if it's the last day of the season or the first. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to keep trying your best. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that must have been a wicked relief then mm-hmm. for you. I mean, after dealing with the leg for a few days and everything else going on, I mean, you put a lot of miles into that season and yeah. dealing with that, that that's a... Heck, way to cap it off there for sure. It bums you out to um, do all the scouting and shed hunting, and you know you spend so much time there, and then the time to shine comes and you're out of the game. Yep. Yeah. It's a bummer. Throws your curveball right there. Yeah, for Takes sure. Takes the wind out of the sails. For sure. Huh. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer, especially after seeing like that buck you'd killed, and you know everybody's. You go on social media, everybody's killing deer, and yeah. you know what I mean. It's like. That's a problem with social media, though. At the same time, you know, you can go on there and you see all these people killing deer and stuff, but uh, and it kind of it, it frustrates you sometimes, you know. And you're oh, like, yeah. What am I doing wrong? But, oh yeah. You know, if, when when the day comes when it's meant for you to get one, you're going to get one. Yeah. And the cars are going to fall where they fall, yeah. and you just got to deal with it. But uh, yeah, don't get don't fall into the social media trap for you know the people that are getting into it and, and learning big woods hunting because that's the worst thing you can do. Oh, is, yeah. Is uh, falling into that and thinking that oh, it's everybody's doing it and. But there's so much put out there mm-hmm. on social media. There's so many different thoughts and opinions and voices that like you can get stirred in the wrong direction pretty quick. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's true. Especially being a new guy in the big woods, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're seeing it firsthand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's I'm a lot out there. I'm like, that. what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. why don't I know that? What does that mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, it's different, but um there again like year and a half old eight point buck 
that deer means a lot more to me than a lot of the deer I've killed. Mm -hmm. Something about that place, you know? Yeah. Something about killing them there. You're never going to forget that one. That's the old no. gimpy leg buck yeah. right there. Peg legged him out of the woods myself, too. It took me oh, a yeah, while. Oh, dra- yeah, you had no was, help dragging him either? No. Well, it was downhill, and oh, uh, yeah. everything was right covered nice. Mm. Every, yeah, and everything was covered nice, so he kind of was just sliding around, um, and he was 97 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but it was good. It was good. It was. Uh, it felt really good, that's for sure. I was yeah. pumped. Yeah, that's yeah. a good story. Thanks yeah. for sharing that with us. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, I guess we're we're already in deep here on a shorts episode, but you got anything else you want to add to it before we close her out here? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that was a good good story there. That was a that was a long one. Yeah. <clears throat> good. All right. Well, we'll have to do this again sometime. We'll do another episode with you sure. and just chit chat and just keep it fun and keep it enjoyable. But uh we'll see you guys on the the next episode coming out will be a full length one. And uh that will be with the eighty K tracker guys that we just recently recorded. So keep an eye out for that next Tuesday. And uh, we'll see you guys there.